Senators, senators, I understand you do not want another emperor, but it seems you need given one. I sympathize with you. I do not want to be an emperor, but it seems I have been chosen one. Perhaps you would take a little moment to sympathize with me. Welcome back to the life of Caesar, life of Claudius Caesar, Ray. I think this will be episode 13. Sounds good. The old lucky uh, 13. Yeah. We obviously are recording this a week after our last show, so... Uh, we still don't know. We, uh, we, so. <laughs> I was going to say, so we absolutely know who the President <laughs> of the United States is. We, but we're not going to tell you. Not, we're yeah. not going to tell you. But yeah. we know because we're recording yeah. this. In the future. Well, it's not. It's now for right. us. But it's yeah. their future, the listener's future. Their future. Wow, that's deep. It, from when they, last I don't know. Last listened. Yeah. Okay. Uh, on our last episode, we uh, said that the census in Rome was 5,984,072. Mm-hmm. We didn't know how to convert that into Roman numerals, so I oh. asked on our Facebook page, Craig Smith says... Uh, it's M-M-M-M-C-M-L-X-X-X-I-V-L-X-X-I-I. Uh, then he says the five M's need a line over them, but I can't type that. No. Um, well, Oliver you. Johnston says right. best guess based on a quick internet search is M-M-M-M-D-C-C-C-C-L-X-X-X-M-M-M. M-M-L-X-X-I-I, but the first M to the third X needs right. a line on top. Ironically, it's the size so, of condom I use. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> so they uh, have uh, two different, different. Uh, answers. Yeah, it's a big uh, number. So we, st- we still don't know. We should probably um, go with uh, 525,600 minutes. How many minutes to get to a ladder? Whatever the rest of that is. Wow, musical theatre. Hey, that's another thing we can do. We can sing at the same time oh, now because of broadband. We're sing, sing our ass off. Hell yeah. Oh, yes. shit. Where were we? What were we it's talking coming, about? people. Oh, um, uh, Claudius dead. wants to. Claudius wants to marry Agrippina. Get some grip in you. Yes, but uh, yeah. he wants some grip in his life. He loves the grip. Oh, the grip! Lips the <laughs> grip. That's what she's got. It's a name. Lips that grip. Lips right? the grip. Yeah. <laughs> Coffee mug. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Lips that grip, but uh, the problem is she's his niece, and as I said, right. Even though yeah, it's not like Virginia. Even though Rome is technically in the south of Italy, I'm not even sure if that's true, but. <laughs> South, middle, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, they, they can screw sheep and nieces. <laughs> Romans are free. <laughs> That's why it was the capital. They is the best of both That's worlds. Right. You could <laughs> you could claim you're in the south, or you could claim you're in the north. It's both true. The the center yes. went right through. Like the center of Italy goes right through the middle of Rome. So if you wanted to fuck you wanted to fuck your niece, you just right. stepped over the line. You go. That's all right. That's right. You. you go. Well, let's yeah. uh, let's catch up. So it's the. Uh, <laughs> 
family reunions over here on the side of the line. The Tiber. The, it's hey. the Tiber's yeah. the dividing line of Rome. So if you go, right. you know, north of the Tiber where the Vatican is, yeah. no, no, You're no. You're sheep fucker. <laughs> no, oh, you, sorry, you, you let the fuck little boys in the Vatican. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Thank that's you. okay. Thank you. Yeah. If you want to fuck your niece, you have to go the south side of the Tiber down to where the Trevi Fountain what? is or the Spanish Steps down there or the Pantheon. Right. That's because then mm. you're in the south of Italy, technically speaking. Gotcha. The Forum. The Forum was in the south too. The Colosseum. We this out. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Anywho. So he wants to bang, uh, excuse me, he wants to uh, make sweet love uh, to his niece. But yeah, you got to get around uh, the Senate. Someone's got to do something. Here's how Tacitus explains it. The marriage arranged between Claudius and Agrippina was confirmed both by popular rumour and by their own illicit love. They were all ready. She was like, lips a grip, baby. She had had a T-shirt, just said lips a grip. Uh, That's all she wore. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's wet. And it's wet. Oh. Oh. And I'm done. So is Claudius. Still, they did not yet dare to celebrate the nuptials in due form, for there was no precedent for the introduction of a niece into an uncle's house. It was positively incest, and if disregarded, it would, people feared, issue in calamity to the state. These scruples ceased not till Vitellius, Claudius's co-consul, undertook the management of the matter in his own way. He asked the emperor whether he would yield to the recommendations of the people and to the authority of the Senate. Mm. When Claudius replied that he was one among the citizens and could not resist their unanimous voice, listen, I don't want to fuck my niece who's half my age, my my hot niece who's half my age. She's 33. I'm nearly 60. I don't want to fuck her. However, if the people say that I must... Exactly. If they tell me... Tap that ass. Tap that (laughs) ass. Lock her up. Tap that ass. (laughs) Lips that grip. Tap that. Then who am I? Who am I, said Claudius. I'm just a humble princeps. Yeah. With a humble penis. Right. And so Vitellius says, good, stay right here and wait. Anyway, go ahead. Vitellius requested him to wait in the palace while he himself went to the Senate, protesting that the supreme interest of the Commonwealth was at stake He begged to be allowed to speak first and then began to urge that the very burdensome labours of the emperor in a worldwide administration required assistance so that, free from domestic cares, he might consult the public welfare. How again could there be a more virtuous relief for the mind of an imperial censor than the taking of a wife to share his prosperity and his troubles, to whom he might entrust his most in, his inmost thoughts and the care of his young children, unused as he was to luxury and pleasure, and won't from his earliest youth to obey the laws. Want, Absolutely. I think this should be. Um, yeah, he's like, listen, if we want him to do a good job running things, he needs to yeah. be getting his dick sucked. Uh, yes. Now, I mean, standard. If standard. the best the person to suck his dick happens to be his niece, who are we to get in the way of that? 
But here's here's the other part of it, because we are talking about Rome. This is Lucius Vitalis. He's a censor. He's a former governor of Syria. He supported Caligula. He was a favorite of Messalina. And he's the one who ran Rome when Claudius was out in Britain. So this guy has got a tortas coming at his ass. He's trusted by uh, Claudius. And so he's not just a senator. He is like the senator getting up there. And I think what he's really saying is, look, and because we've been doing this show long enough to go, I'm saying words to you right now. I already expect you to say yes, because you know damn well this is coming from Claudius and not from me. This is just the game we play. So I'm going to give my little speech, but I think you all know how I expect you all to react to this, because that's part of the game at this point. Mm. But he makes valid points. And uh, this is Lu- Lucius Vitellius the Elder. Right. His, uh, one of his sons, he has two sons, Lucius Vitellius the Younger, um, and his uh, brother, younger brother, is uh, Aulus Vitellius, Roman emperor for eight months in 69 CE. Not bad. Mm, Not bad. Not bad. Uh, You know, Mm. Vespasian has to kill him, but, uh, you know... <laughs> yeah. For Can't while. make an omelet without breaking eggs. Yeah. Yeah. Breaking yeah, yeah, Vitellius's. Yeah. So yeah. do it for the good of the state. Bang your niece. Yeah. Let, for yeah. The good let him state. bang his, marry his niece, his hot young niece, right. for the good of the state. <laughs> Who's rich. Mm. Right. Vitellius, having first put forward these arguments in a conciliatory speech and met with decided acquiescence from the Senate. Began afresh to point out that as they all recommended the emperor's marriage, they ought to select a lady conspicuous for noble rank and purity herself to the mother of children. It cannot, he said, be long a question that Agrippina stands first in nobility of birth. She has given proof, too, that she is not barren. And she has suitable moral qualities. It is, again, a singular advantage to us due to divine providence for a widow to be united to an emperor who has limited Uh himself to his own lawful wives. Uh, And he's not uh, great at choosing uh, women. No, he's been uh, begging plenty of... uh, Is it it cheating? I seem to remember it was his mistresses. It was his mistresses who passed the word on to him that Messalina was getting married, remember? Yeah, it's complicated. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have heard from but, our fathers, yeah. we have ourselves seen that married women were seized at the caprice of the Caesars. This is quite alien to the propriety of our day. Rather, let a precedent right. be now set for the taking of a wife by an emperor. But, it will be said, marriage with a brother's daughter is with us a novelty. True, but it is common <laughs> in other countries, and there is no law yes. to forbid it. Marriages of cousins were long unknown, and after a time they became frequent. Custom adapts itself to expediency, and this novelty will hereafter take its place among recognised usages. There were some who rushed out of the Senate passionately protesting that if the emperor hesitated, they would use violence. Fuck her yes. now! Fuck her Fuck now! Fuck now! A promiscuous... Oh, I will! <laughs> A promiscuous Sorry. Sorry. throng assembled and kept exclaiming <laughs> that the same too was the prayer of the Roman people. Claudius, right. without further delay, presented himself in the forum to their congratulations. Then, entering the Senate, 
he asked from them a decree which should decide that for the future marriages between uncles and brothers' daughters would be legal. There was, however, right. found only one person who desired such a marriage, Aledia Severus, a Roman knight, who, as many said, was swayed by the influence of Agrippina. She's like, go on, fuck your niece. Come on, <laughs> fuck your niece. Come on, come on do it. Come on. Fuck her. You get one shot, one opportunity. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here, here's opportunity a comes fact. once in a lifetime. <laughs> Yo! Yo! <laughs> That that pe- the people who were angry went out into the streets of Rome yelling about incest and sex, or whatever. The people got confused, and it actually broke out into an orgy right there in the forum. Little known fact, but uh, once that happened, uh, Claudius knew he was going to get his way. So they have no problem. The Senate has no problem with this. It's going to happen. One shot, one opportunity. That's all I know. Palms are sweating, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on his sweater already. Mom's spaghetti, he's nervous, but on the surface he's calm and ready. Drop bombs, keep song forgetting what he wrote down. The whole crowd goes so loud, he opens his mouth, but the words won't come out. He's choking how, everybody's joking now. The clock's run up, time's up, over blow. Snap back to reality. Hope there goes gravity, hope there goes rabbit. He choked, he's so mad he won't go that easy. No, he won't have I can't do it. Oh, I can't. <laughs> Woo! That was pretty damn good. That was pretty yeah. damn good. For all the spot, man. Like, no rehearsal. Fuck, man. Yeah. That's, yeah, that no. That's what good. you get with this show, people. That's right. Just random Moment. bullshit that Moment. makes no sense. I was going to go with moments um, of brilliance, but we can... That's fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then came a revolution. I'm still going with Tacitus here. Then came a revolution in the state, and everything was under the control of a woman yes. who did not, like Messalina, insult Rom- Rome by loose manners It was a stringent and, so to say, masculine despotism. There was sternness and generally arrogance in public, no sort of immodesty at home unless Mm. it conduced to power. A boundless greed of wealth was veiled under the pretext that riches were being accumulated as a prop to the throne. Woman bashing. She's already got yeah. more money than God, and now she's got the other inheritance from her husband, Crispus, who died. So I don't think it's money at this point. I think it's either revenge, power, or just freaking survival, which is a theme that you have harped on over uh, over the years. Survival is important. Speaking of, yeah. speaking of, speaking of women bashing, yeah. Yeah. Um, he, he, you know. I know Sean Connery regrets this conversation. Okay. You did an interview in which you said... It's not the worst thing to slap a woman now and then. As I remember, you said you don't do it with a clenched fist. It's better to do it with an open hand. Mm. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. I I didn't love that. I haven't changed my opinion. Uh, You haven't? No. Not at all. You think it's good to slap a woman? No, I don't think it's good. You don't think think it's bad? I don't think it's that bad. I think that it depends entirely on the circumstances and if it merits it. Uh, What would merit it? Well, if you have tried everything else... And women are pretty good at this. They, they can't leave it alone. Uh, they don't they want to have the, the, the last word, and you give them the last, last word, but they're not happy with the last word. They want to say it again <clears throat> and, and he, get into a really provocative situation. He's not wrong. Then, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I think it's absolutely right. 
I'm going to fucking try that tonight. I'm going to fucking try that hey, tonight. Look, if it's good enough for Sean Connery. <laughs> um, R.I.P. Sean Connery. All right. So he liked to slap a woman around. But well, apart from that. Uh, <laughs> he, he did some good stuff. Um, anyway. Uh, anyway. He, look, he's Scottish. That's that's his excuse. Yeah. He, it's, uh, it's, She's lucky like Trump grabbed by the pussy. was locker room talk. That's just Scotsman talk. talk. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's just Scottish talk. Yeah. <laughs> I like that that when when who I know who's that woman who was interviewing? What's Barbara her name? Walters. I can't remember. Barbara Walters. Barbara Walters. She gives yeah. him an out. I know you said this a long time ago, and he goes, "Yeah, no, I'm no, still good I'm, with that." I'm sticking. <laughs> She's giving him an out. Yeah. He's like, "No, no." He should have no, said, "Oh yeah. man, I've grown and changed and evolved so much yeah. since then. I can't." Yeah. Don't remind me. No, no. Yeah. I still stand yeah. by it because sometimes yeah. bitches got to be I slapped. A, I wrote a song about it. Smack my bitch up. <laughs> uh, you may have heard it. Uh, big hit. Uh, I wrote that. Yeah, yeah. Face down, ass up. That's the way I like to fuck uh, on the second uh, album. Just for the record, because yeah. I know people are going to get on you know, fucking oh. iTunes reviews and go, they're advocating beating women. <laughs> no, no. It's appalling. No. Never lay your hands on no. anyone, man, woman, or child, unless they deserve it because <laughs> they won't stop talking. No, we, we never. We worship our women in, in our lives. We yeah. absolutely yeah. worship them. Never. Yeah. Never hit your children. Well, never hit your women. Never kick your dogs. Never hit another man. Or if you're not a man, if you're a woman, never hit a man. Right, please don't. Uh, yeah. Unless it's in self-defense or it's a violent revolution. If it's yeah. a violent, you or know, if it, and I think America needs a revolution, violence is justified right. in certain circumstances, but just because the woman won't shut up right. is not one of them. Yeah. No. Or if they hit back. That's been my experience. If they hit back, don't hit them the first time. Uh, or don't hit them the second time. You got to learn. But anyway, uh, well, some hit, of them hit, hit back them harder the second time. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. You obviously didn't hit them hard I, enough the first time. I, I tried. This, anyway, no. yeah. You know Nero was three years older than right. Britannicus. Right, still a kid though. And Come on. so the empire has a couple of heirs now, and uh, you know it, it always works out well. Uh, I think in Rome oh, yeah, when you have, have kids. Oh yeah. Kids. Oh, yeah. yeah. Particularly, yeah, yeah. you know, sort of stepbrothers. <laughs> or, you know, always interests. works out great. Yes. Really great. Yeah. Particularly if you're the younger of the two. It's going to be fine. Terrific. Re- your, your, your life expectancy is fantastic. I've got uh, a brother. Yay! Doing a, doing a great job. Like America's, you know, doing a great job in the pandemic. Right. Uh, being a younger step sibling, <laughs> heir to the throne in Rome, terrific. Doing a great yeah. job. Uh, the rest of the world's jealous right. at the younger Roman heir sibling. Oh my god! But yeah, so so the so it's been approved by the Senate. Now we're still in late forty eight. I think we're going to find that. I don't know if it's Claudius's penis talking to him or whatever, but this is going to be moved on pretty quick. And I'm sure there's a lot of very real world um, reasons why, you know, a lot of them being political. But once this gets passed by the Senate, uh, Claudius and Agrippina are going to get on the good foot and, and make this happen pretty quickly. And this whole thing about having two heirs, maybe Claudius had the same idea that Augustus had, that, you know, he could have like a, a group of heirs that work together. Yeah. Um, you know, like a little uh, a, a, a unit of right. uh, emperors, uh, emperor club. Um, but there's another obstacle. Yes. Sorry, what? I was going to ask real quick, and I apologize. Isn't by this time or very, very soon, aren't 
Claudius's two son-in-laws dead or they've been they're either dead or they've been disgraced and they're going to be dead. So it's not like he's got a, a stable of young men to come behind him. It's him and he's got these two kids. I don't think the son-in-laws are there anymore or they're soon going to not be there because of either Messalina or because Agrippina have done away with them. I'm trying to remember the details. I need a stable of young men to come behind me. Come, come. I need a stable of young men to come behind me. Hey, Come, come, come. I need a stable of young men to come behind me. I need a stable of young men to come behind me. Come. I need a stable of young men to come behind me. Come, 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 come. And that's hot. <laughs> anyway, anyway, there was another obstacle yes. to Agrippina's plans for Nero to inherit the empire. Lucius Junius Solanus Torquatus mm-hmm. was betrothed to Britannicus's sister, Octavia. Now, This is a problem. She's going to be of marriageable age in about four years. Could pop out a little sproglet, male sproglet, who would, in theory, have even higher standing because uh, he would be the uh, this 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 you know uh, theoretical grandson would be the grandson of Claudius, right? uh, Natural born. and would be from the Junii Solani. Now, we've talked about these guys a lot, the Junii Solani. They were a huge threat to the Julio-Claudians in terms of power families mm-hmm. uh, in, in Rome. Uh, but this guy, uh, uh, Lucius Junius Solanus Tocatus, his maternal parents were Julia the Younger, granddaughter of Augustus, Julia the Younger Sluthor, <laughs> and the consul, Lucius Aemilius Paulus. So he's a descendant, this guy, of Augustus, uh, also of Scribonia, uh, mother of Julia the right. Elder, mm-hmm. Agrippa, and oh. the consul, Lucius Aemilius Lepidus Paulus, the brother of the Triumvir Lepidus. So he's got... Pretty good bloodline himself. Yes. Won an honorary triumph, gave a huge gladiatorial display that people were still talking about, and was praetor in 48. So he's a threat. Yes. If he uh, ends up marrying Octavia, they have to do something. Well, well, well uh, what's a face? Uh, get a grip in your lips a grip. Right. Need to do something right. about this guy. Vitellius, yeah. again, right. uh, accused Solanus of having sex with his own sister, Junia Calvina. Right. Now, he goes, listen, I know that we just said it was okay for an uncle to have sex with his niece and marry, in fact, his niece. Right. But... That doesn't mean you can go around just anyone can go around having sex with their own sister. Yeah, not willy-nilly now, with your willy. No. Right. <laughs> no nilly with your willy. <laughs> that is silly. Yeah. Don't be silly. Yeah. Keep your nilly on your willy. Um, now, 
As a result, Solanus resigned his praetorship and committed suicide on the day of Claudius's wedding to Agrippina. Damn. Uh, what makes this even a little bit uh, more embarrassing is that Junior Calvina, Solanus' sister, who gets exiled out of this, happens to be the daughter-in-law of Vitellius. She was married to oh one of his God. sons, not the not the one that becomes an emperor, the right. other one, Lucius uh, Vitellius the Younger. He's screwed his so, own family. Yeah, he just accused his own daughter-in-law of fucking her brother and then who had to commit suicide and she got exiled. So family dinners, uh, <coughs> like, uh, yeah. must have been, yeah, a little bit awkward. <laughs> After that. So, yeah. so. Uh, Are you talking to me yet? Dad? Yeah. What have, yeah. <laughs> what have you been up to this week? Oh. Any? Well, uh, yeah? funny, I'm glad you asked because... Yeah. It turns out in a couple of days you're going to hear that you're going to hear some things. I said some things yeah. in the Senate. You're going to hear them. Uh, was it true? Was it not true? We don't need to go into all that. But the point is, get ready to run. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I feel dirty and not in a good way. <laughs> but he was doing so, it because of Agrippina, right? She wanted it. He yes. is either. Now, let me ask you this. Do you think they've already been talking to each other? Or do you think this is his... Look, let me show you how loyal I can be gesture audition to her. Or do you think there's already been some dialogue between these two, in your opinion? Tacitus Tacitus makes it sound like, yeah, she and Vitellius were in cahoots. Oh, gotcha. Uh, He doesn't quite say that they were fucking, but, uh, yeah, there seems to be something going on there. He says that he did it at her bidding. Why, I don't know, but maybe it's just, well, you do what the Empress says. I'm your Empress. Get it on, Damn man. Right. Let's go. Yeah. Um, now, how many members of the Junii Solano family have been whacked by the Julio-Claudians now, Ray? Can you uh, tally them up for us? <laughs> no. Uh, let me ask you this. Um, we don't have a video yet. Should I be holding up one hand or two hands to count the number? I honestly don't know. Yeah, well, I I went back through my notes and tried to figure out uh, how many. So I've, the first one I've got is Decimus Junius Solanus, mm-hmm. who was exiled in 8 CE for his affair with Julia the younger Sluthawk. Right. Um, who was like the grandfather of this guy or something. Oh, God. Then there was uh, grandmother, I mean, Marcus Junius Solanus, who was consul in 15. He was executed by Caligula, um, who was also his former son-in-law. He was the guy with Macro that was one of Caligula's advisors, old, highly respected. Caligula had him executed for telling him what to do. You're not the boss of me, he said, and had him executed. (laughs) I'll prove it. Then... Appius Junius Solanus, who was consul in 28, put to death by Claudius when Messalina said she had a dream that this guy was going to kill right. Claudius. That was enough. That stood up. And in court. so, and then now Lucius Junius Solanus <laughs> took quite So it's four members of the Junius Solani, Solanus family, Junius Solani, that they've killed in the last 40 years. Um, getting rid of generations of these guys who are 
who are potential threats to their power base, it would seem. Jeez. It's almost like if your name is got a junior Solanus in it, yeah, odds <laughs> on chance you're going to be executed for some fucking bullshit yeah. conspiracy uh, reason. Don't worry about retirement. It's all taken care of. So now Octavia, Claudius's daughter, is free to marry Nero, his son by adoption. Is that Again, double incest? No, nothing creep nothing <laughs> creepy in that. <laughs> Well, the, the, okay. the, there is precedent. So Julia the Elder, right, Sluthor, right, was betrothed to both Marcellus and Tiberius, both of them Augustus's heirs. Thibaut also, of course, was actually adopted by Augustus um, yes. while Augustus was married to his mother, but he didn't adopt Thibault until after he was married to Julia, so it's a bit different. Yeah. I think this is the first time that uh, they're going to have the daughter of the emperor marry the adopted son of the emperor. Damn. Uh, but, hey, it's you know, he's marrying his niece. It's all good <laughs> it's, in the hood. It's for the state. If you're doing it for the mm. the the the, the uh, continuity of the state, you can pretty much fuck, marry, kill anybody. I think. Mm. Yeah. Hot. In that order. Hot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hold, like, pretty much between lips that grip right, and watch me fuck my stepsister, that's half <laughs> of the porn industry right there. <laughs> oh, Rome. and uh, I'm fucking, fucking my niece. <laughs> So that's just yeah. 80% of porn videos right there. Who says that Rome hasn't contributed to modern Western society? Fuck they haven't. Come on, all, people. All they have to do is, like, I had, you know, I had sex with my best friend's mother. Right. Which they have. Uh, and then you've pretty much got the entire right. porn Beast, bestiality. Industry. From the 2% wow. is bestiality. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, you make your own bestiality videos. It's, you keep sending them to me. I'm like, stop sending them to me. Nope, you get another one for Christmas. <laughs> uh, I think it's a box of cigars every time I open up. It's just a VHS tape. <laughs> oh, God, the disappointment on your face. Oh. Watch it if you dare. Scrawled in... <laughs> Bad for a good time. On the top. Push this in. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, after the marriage, uh, Seneca was brought back from exile on Corsica. What, what, what do you think is going on there, Ray? Well, um, I I don't know the ins and outs, so I'll give the basics. I know that um, Agrippina was a was a force behind this. She wanted him back. She wanted him to tutor Nero. I can't honestly think that she was trying to make amends. Did she want to fuck him? I have no idea. But from what I know, she was the force behind making that happen. Do you remember why he was in exile in the first place? He had supposedly an affair with somebody. Did Messalina had him kicked out? Was it Messalina that had him exiled? I yeah yeah it was Claudius and Messalina. He was supposedly having an affair with Agrippina's sister Julia Lavilla. Right, right. She's dead now. Right. Um. So so maybe it's okay. Why to does Agrippina care? Why does she want to bring him back? Unless a she's banging him too. Right. That was certainly a rumor. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but also Tacitus suggests that she wanted to be seen to be doing good things. I think uh, a he was popular. Right. Yeah. And she thought, well, you know, people will say, oh, it, you're so good. He's seen you as bring a back. Exactly. Good gesture. He, Tacitus writes, she thought this would be universally welcome from the celebrity of his attainments. And it was her wish, too, for the boyhood of Demetrius, a.k.a. Nero, to be trained under so excellent an instructor and for them to have the benefit of his counsels in their designs on the throne. For Seneca, it was believed, was devoted to Agrippina from a remembrance of her kindness and an enemy to Claudius from a bitter sense of wrong. So she's like, yep, this guy is smart, he's popular, he can be a tutor to Nero, and he's going to help me get rid of Claudius. Yeah, he's loyal to me, and he hates my husband. This is He's perfect. He fits all my needs. So from Tacitus's POV, right. from the very get-go, Agrippina is only marrying Claudius to get rid of him wow. and cement power for herself and her son. She wants to get rid of Claudius at the earliest pop- possible opportunity, and she's already making her moves uh, to make that happen, which, again, uh, extremely cynical view of Agrippina, but uh, who knows? Well, I was going to say it is is cynical because we've seen just a series of women bashing, but at the same time, if if this is true, she's not the first lady to use her feminine wiles to get in a position to try to do something to boost the career of one of her children. So if this is what her plan is, one, it's a pretty good plan. Two, it's working pretty well. And three, again, she wouldn't be the first. So it certainly is possible. We'll just never know. And look, I mean, we know what you know, who Nero became, right. his, uh, her son. Um, but of course, you know, when we went through Caligula's story, we came to the conclusion that he probably wasn't as bad as the histories make out. We may decide the same with Nero. Yeah. It's yet to be, uh, right. remains to be seen. But, you know... It, it, like a very simplistic assessment would be, oh, well, Nero was a mad cunt. Maybe she was as well. Um, Too but, lazy. you know, who knows? Right. We'll, we'll find out. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Well, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So he's made, Seneca's made Nero's tutor and he's given a prayer to ship, but then she decides she needs to do something about the other contenders for the role of wife. Oh, we're going back to uh, Lalia Paulina. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Because again, she was a third wife of wife of Caligula. She's got some experience. So supposedly, if you believe the sources, Agrippina set her sights on her. She has her at some point charged with sorcery for consulting with astrologers. Now we have been doing this for weeks or if not months about the astrologers were banned, but then somehow they seem to be getting back in. But again, it seems to be something that you can't do, even though I think some people might've been doing it for fun uh, in the quiet of their home. But the point is, this is a very serious charge, even though it doesn't sound like it. But again, this is going to be one of those things where something weird happens. The rule of law doesn't apply here because as soon as she's charged with this consulting with astrologers, Everything that happens to her is not done within the law at all. It seems to be Agrippina's law. So she's expediting getting rid of Paulina. Yeah, we've been going on for years. I think it was Augustus or Tiberius who originally banned astrologers. Augustus because he didn't want people making predictions about when he would die. Yeah. Yeah. So, Long but, time. But, yeah, they keep 
fucking popping up. Exactly. They're like uh, they're like that, Ebola virus, <laughs> man. We just can't get rid of it. It just keeps popping its head up. Yeah. Well, I guess I guess at some stages it was a form of entertainment. On another level, people were taking it seriously and they wanted to make plans. I get that, but yeah, this seems to be something that they just don't. It's like it's like uh, alcohol during prohibition. It just seems to keep coming back because people. <laughs> Obviously want it. People want it. So it's going to keep yeah. coming back. Market forces. Mm. It's the war on astrologers. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so Lolia Paulina, fabulously rich, yeah. uh, fucked and discarded by Caligula. She is exiled, stripped of most of her wealth. Yes. She was fabulously rich. I think it was, again, Pliny who described her as uh, like – tastelessly being decked out head oh, to yes. toe in gold and jewels at dinner, like wrapped all of around her. And that's what got Cal- Caligula's attention at one point. Yeah. 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 Well, she was supposedly very beautiful and very rich. So what's not to love? If you add lips to grip, you've got oh. the trifecta. <laughs> yeah. And um, she'll cook and clean and we'll keep her mouth shut so you don't have to slap her like Sean Connery. But I will. The Sean, oh. give, Give her a Connery, as we say. I just raised my hand. Give her a Connery. I just raised my hand and go, ah, ah. That's all I got. Raise your hand and say, tell me, Miss Money Penny. (laughs) (laughs) That's all you have to say. Miss Money Penny. And they know know what you mean. You're going to give them a Connery. (laughs) Um, But it's okay, as Connery said, because you do it with an open palm. Yes. Not a closed fist. It's an open palm. It's a sign of a gentleman. He was really... Made to be James Bond, wasn't he? Yeah. Because, you know, Bond loved to slap a bitch around. So, <laughs> you know. Especially a communist bitch. He's like, hey, yeah. it's method acting. What right. are, I'm still That's in the right. role. That's why I slapped you, method. Mom. Yeah, because yeah, I'm still reading my script. So back the fuck away. When you see a script in my hand, she was, back the fuck away. <laughs> she was She was stripped of her wealth, sent yes. into exile, and then paid a visit by a tribune. Oh. Uh, and forced to suicide, oh, apparently. Yeah. So she's gone. Um, and Tacitus they, says... They the money. Tacitus says another woman, Calpurnia, was also ruined simply because Claudian mentioned her beauty and Agrippina lost her shit. He yeah. was like, ooh, look yeah. at that. Mm. Yeah. He, he tight. Didn't, he didn't nice, say... Tight. Go get her phone number. He just said, oh, nice ass, tight ass. That was yeah. enough yeah. for her to disappear. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. So in February, sorry, if that's true, if that's true, yeah, yeah, in February of the year fifty, Nero was officially adopted as a Claudian into the Claudian family because, of course, Claudius isn't a Caesar. Have to keep reminding myself of this. Claudius isn't a Caesar; he's a Claudian. The name should be a giveaway, (laughs) and Agrippina takes the title of. Augusta, nice. the first woman to accept it while living since Livia, and Livia only took it after Augustus died. So here we have the first empress with a you know with a surviving husband who has taken the title of Augusta. Big yeah. deal. She's yeah. taken it all, man. Taken it. And I think she's already gotten the right to. Um, Right in that two will chariot thingy, maybe whatever, uh, through the streets of Rome. So she is piling up the honors and the rights that other women took a very long time to get. So she's on the fast track to power. I, I think she is 
politically motivated. Maybe she didn't do everything she's been accused of, but I think she has her sights set on something. She seems to be moving pretty fast, and she seems to be moving with a plan. Yeah, she has the right to ride in a chariot through Mm -hmm. the city, which I think Messalina also had, but it was a rare privilege, mostly for priests and Vestal virgins. She had the right to wear a gold-threaded military cloak to the games. She greeted ambassadors when they came to Rome. And her meetings with ambassadors were written up in like some sort of an official journal that was pinned up in the forum. Wow. Uh, Like she is, she's the shit in Rome. She's the daughter of Germanicus, sister and wife of emperors and mother of the next emperor. Yes. She is, uh, she's it, man. Yeah, she's her own power. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's a superstar. And increasingly, so is her son, Nero. Three years older than Britannicus, as I said earlier, which means he's going to get the toga of manhood, Ooh, toga virilis, right. earlier, start to develop his own octoritas earlier. And if something happens to Claudius... Oh, well. Well... Here we go. You know, he's... Yeah. And we know, we have the example of Caligula and Gemellus to know what to expect. That worked out. And Nero did, in fact, take the toga virilis in 50... One. Right. He was only 14, not even 15, as he's supposed to be. But I'm a man! Claudius was consul. He was celebrating his 10 years on the throne. Right, fifth consulship. Uh, He's turning 60. Yep. So, uh, you know, it's a good year. It's a good year to celebrate. So, yeah, in the same year that Nero gets the uh, toga virilis, and you, and you really do get the sense that Agrippina is behind this, this and her allies. So the Senate asks Claudius, Hey boss, is it possible that Nero, who has just been made a man at age 14, is there any way that you could see clear to him becoming consul in his 20th year? Yeah, I know there's a lot of minimum ages and there's requirements and he's supposed to have all these offices first, but we feel really good about this guy. He looks really good in toga, but there's more that we want to also up until that time that he's 20, could he have consular powers outside of the city of Rome itself and be the consul designate? And can we give him the title of Prince of the Youth? And can we give cash gifts to the soldiers and the people in his name? Claudius thinks about it for a second and goes, are you fucking crazy? There's no, no, you can't do that. He's too young. He's too inexperienced. Don't you remember Caligula? Don't you remember Gamalus? This is crazy. There's no way I could give you any of that. You're asking for Rome to fall. I didn't mean any of that. Claudius said, yes, I think all of those are great ideas. Where do I sign? (laughs) Fuck me. Which is unusual because up until now, Claudius has been very uh, dismissive of Ridiculous levels of um, authority being given to any of his children. Um, suddenly. So, or to himself. Right. Uh, well, you, or suddenly. Yeah. yeah. Well, you started the, the previous show with him saying, no, 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 the whole father of the country thing, you know, maybe father of the son or whatever. I mean, he was still doing the, the shtick of modest leader, that kind of thing. And now he's giving this 14-year-old unprecedented powers and it, it it's... He's not saying no to anything. That's just crazy. Something's going on, yeah. and it does, you know, the, the easiest conclusion to make is that lips that grip are, uh, <laughs> you know... Uh, she's, doing her, she's doing her nightly duties. Gripping it. Yes, yes. Yeah, she's gripping uh, it hard and saying, uh, this is what I want. <laughs> Give it to me. Okay, okay, where do I sign? Yeah. Yeah, anyway. 
proconsular powers outside of Rome, like unprecedented, yeah. unheard of power for anyone, let alone a kid of this age. Um, you know, uh, what's his face? Uh, Agrippa? Yeah. Agrippa had proconsular power, but he was fucking Agrippa. <laughs> right. This kid you know, hasn't he, done anything. He was... Yeah. yeah, this kid has done nothing. He's got amazing, incredible level of power. Yeah. But, of course, Nero and Britannicus didn't get along. And, and if you judge by the histories, Britannicus, even though he's quite young, he's probably 11, 12 at this stage, mm-hmm. he, he knows what's going on. Yes. And he's, he's a smart and mouthy little kid. <laughs> Tacitus writes, uh, once when they met... Nero greeted Britannicus by that name. Obviously, Britannicus is an honorific. We've talked about that before. Mm -hmm. And was greeted in return as Demetrius. He didn't call him Nero. He called him Demetrius, his old, his birth name. Agrippina reported this to her husband with bitter complaint as the beginning of a quarrel, as implying, in fact, contempt of Nero's adoption and a cancelling at home of the Senate's decree and the people's vote, she said, too, that if the perversity of such malignant suggestions were not checked, it would issue in the ruin of the state. Claudius, enraged by what he took as a grave charge, punished with banishment or death all of his son's best instructors... And set persons appointed by his stepmother to have the care of him. Now, yes. we said earlier that Seneca was his tutor. I um, can't imagine that Seneca was one of those who was banished no. <laughs> or given the death sentence yeah. as a result of this. He must. Everyone except Seneca, yeah. you're out. Everybody but Seneca, stand up, walk out the room into that torture chamber. I mean, the ice cream parlor uh, right over there. Yeah, so... And now his, his stepmother, who obviously... It would be best for her if he wasn't alive. Is now in charge of his uh, his rearing, his education, uh, his day to day stuff. I imagine life for Britannicus is going to get quite hard from here on out. Speaking of things that are quite hard, uh, the Parthians. Yes, our old friends, the Parthians. Ray, yeah. um, they sent some of them anyway. Uh, sent an embassy to Claudius, asking him to return to them Meherdates the son of Venones I, who had been raised in Rome as part of a, you know, a hostage swap right. deal. Do, do they need uh, a king for themselves or a future emperor? Or do we know why they're asking for this person back? Yes, they were tired of the cruelty of their current king, Gotazis II. Goatsy. A.K.A. Goatsy II. <laughs> yes, Sorry. that's what they Sorry. refer to him as. Goatsy II. <laughs> G2! They were like, oh, really? We just, he just runs around us. constantly yeah. spreading his prolapsed anus at us. And we I think it's getting wider every day from the stretching. Oh, I can't it does. It. Deliberately. Yeah, yeah. He's got a stretching machine that he sits on every night for four hours just to. This look of revenge on his face or something. I don't uh, know. Yeah. We don't mind him torturing us and pillaging us but in every other way. The goat scene, but, but the too much. Really, too much. does he have to? Like that's too much. Even, even we draw the line at that. So Claudius agreed and gave a big speech about how wonderful the Romans were and how pathetic the Parthians were. Ooh. 
They've fallen a long way since they cut off the head of Crassus and poured molten gold down it. Damn. Yeah. Uh, so they sent Mehadates back with a bit of a Roman contingent to uh, take over the Parthian Empire. How Do we know how that worked out or is that in the future? Well, unfortunately, it did not work out so well Aww. for Mehadates. He, uh, he got absolutely defeated. Apparently, growing up as a rich uh, <laughs> uh, hostage Spoiled in Rome yeah. does not prepare one for the realities of battle. Yeah, no. Uh, he ended up uh, going on the run after his army was destroyed and uh, gave himself up to the queen of a neighbouring land for, for amnesty and protection. She immediately handed him over to Goatsy. Yeah. Um, who, and I love this bit... Spared his life, right? But chopped his ears off because that disqualified him from inheriting the throne. Apparently, it was right there in the Parthian rules. Right, you have to have. If you don't have any ears, you can't be the king of Parthia. I thought you were going to say he can't be king because whenever they put the crown on his head, it would just slide down to his <laughs> neck and that does that. You're disqualified. I'm sorry. You have to have I'm ears. I'm pretty sure. You have to. I'm pretty sure that was the origin. That was the basis of the law. Yeah. <laughs> hear ye, hear ye. Let it be known that in the land, the king must have ears. Otherwise, the crown will just slip down and... Well, that'll look just fucking stupid. We can't have a king with a crown hanging off his nose, so please make sure in future all kings have ears in good working order. Thank you. Now, for those of you that don't have ears and didn't hear what I just said, I've got my (laughs) sign language person right here dressed in a black turtleneck. Just watch their hands, and I'm going to give the speech one more time, but that's it. (laughs) Don't get it wrong either. No, they just... They just put pictures up of somebody with a head with nope. red crosses over yeah. where their ears are <laughs> nope. and a crown with nope. a red cross, you yeah. know. It's like No ears yeah. bad, two ears good. Got it. Got good. it. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Not even one ear because then, then you've then you got a crown that's hanging at an angle. Then you just look like you're a jaunty motherfucker. Yeah. That's too much arrogance. Yeah. Got to have two ears. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, meanwhile. Yeah. Um, Iturea, the uh, region north of Galilee, and Judea right. uh, were both annexed to the province of Syria, finally. Their, their kings had died, so Hamus and Agrippa, mm-hmm. Herod Agrippa, died. They were still part of uh, King Herod the Great's oh, wow. uh, empire that hadn't been absorbed into the empire their kings died and they were finally absorbed into the empire. Mm-hmm. Um, Claudius also brought back augury for the public safety. He's like, you know one thing I really miss? I really miss birds. We, we need... Here's your bird right here. It's so- time to get back to studying the movement of birds to determine how things are going. Because quite frankly... right. I don't know any other way. There's like this, like, I don't know how, what's happening. Is it going well? We're we doing a good job. I, I need we the need birds. the birds. Yeah. We need the birds to tell us. No astrology, but birds, yes, definitely. Uh, we need them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which way they For flying? 25 years. Yeah. 25 years uh, it had been neglected, according to Tacitus, Augury. 
should be revived and henceforth observed, the emperor likewise widened the sacred precincts of the capital in conformity with the ancient usage, according to which those who had enlarged the empire were permitted also to extend the boundaries of Rome. But Roman generals, even after the conquest of great nations, had never exercised this right except Lucius Sulla and the divine Augustus. Mm. Time to bring it so back. There you go. Bringing back the bird. Expanding it. Now, there were skirmishes, uh, various battles, minor league battles in Germany and in Britain. Right. Still going on in Britain. Uh, been going on for nine years still Damn. in Britain. Brits. Just some, Finally, some they man. managed to capture Caractacus yeah. and his family, wife, children, brothers, etc., and brought them all back to Rome in chains where they were paraded through the streets. Yeah. Now, did you read uh, Caractacus's great speech? I did. Um, I guess everybody else with, who's with him is either kind of scared or humbled or whatever. But no, Caractacus is looking up. His eyes are clear. They're steady. His palms are not sweaty. And he is just looking at anybody in the eye that he possibly can. He is not afraid. He is a fucking king. And as far as he's concerned, he is there possibly as Claudius as uh, Claudius is equal. So he's going to I'm going to let you read the speech cuz you do it so well, but he wasn't begging for mercy why others why others were. He knew he had one shot <laughs> to get this right. <laughs> had my moderation and prosperity been equal to my noble birth and fortune. I should have entered this city as your friend rather than as your captive. And you would not have disdained to receive under a treaty of peace a king descended from illustrious ancestors and ruling many nations. My present lot is as glorious to you as it is degrading to myself. I had men and horses, arms and wealth. What wonder if I parted with them reluctantly? If you Romans choose to lord it over the world, does it follow that the world is to accept slavery? Were to I have been at once delivered up as a prisoner, neither my fall nor your triumph would have become famous. My punishment would be followed by oblivion. Whereas if you save my life, I shall be an everlasting memorial to your clemency. Mic drop. <laughs> nice. I think you found That's easier to play than the, the one song I've been trying to learn over the last couple of days is this. Well, fuck. Fucking hard to play, yes. motherfucking police. Damn. Oh, God. gotta stretch that pinky, man. St stretch it. I, I cannot stretch the pinky to hit mm. those ninth chords. Gotcha. Um, Tacitus. Upon this, the emperor granted pardon to Caractacus, to his wife, and to his brothers. 
Released Aww. from their bonds, they did homage also to Agrippina, who sat near, conspicuous on another throne, in the same language of praise and gratitude. It was indeed a novelty, quite alien to ancient manners, for a woman to sit in front of Roman standards. Damn. Um, She's changing So shit. they let him go. Yeah. He just, he just hung out. He just hung out in uh, Rome for the rest of his life. After his liberation, according to Cassius Dio, Caractacus was so impressed by the city of Rome that he said, and can you then, who have got such possessions and so many of them, still covet our poor huts? Yes. The answer is Look at all the shit you've got. Why are you coming and fucking with us? Listen, seriously. But I thought, that's amazing. They let Caractacus live. And he just just hung out in Rome. Don't know what he did for a job. Maybe uh, just told stories in the taverns. Yeah. There was this one time, yeah, I had my sword yeah. up a Roman's ass. <laughs> Let me tell you, mm. and he just ate on that, you know, just months. I think he invented the uh, King Arthur story, yes. Uh, you know, I'm just... a descendant from uh, yeah, yeah, there was Merlin, yeah, who was yeah. aging backwards, and then there was this pimpy yeah. little, little bitch who could pull a sword out of a stone. None of us could do it, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I bang Guinevere. Yeah. My nickname yeah. is Lancelot. So, uh, boom. True story. True story, motherfuckers. Yeah, true, true story. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I mean, but, but the point is he's not in England leading a force killing Romans. So it's still a win for Claudius, as long as he yeah. stays non-combatant. By the way, there is a rumor about Caractacus, uh, number, like, that's, very old rumor right. um, that he was a Christian oh. when he went to Rome. Um, supposedly, Christianity right. had already spread to Rome by the early fifties. Cough, cough, bullshit. But uh, <laughs> right. there you go. Yeah. Okay. That's why he was. That's why he was saved. Jesus saved him. Oh, well, they, couldn't couldn't save it. They take couldn't save anyone else. Take credit for everything. But uh, saved him. Yeah. 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 Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Um. Uh, 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 yes, they claim right that uh, Pomponia Great Great Greekina Greekina Pomponia the Greek mm-hmm. wife of Aulus Plautus, the general who conquered Britain, right, was accused of following a foreign superstition, uh, which these traditions claim was Christianity. Oh. I mean, it could have been, couldn't have been any fucking pagan religion, but they go, oh, no, it must have been Christianity. Druids? Tacitus calls yeah. her the wife of the Plautius who returned from Britain with an ovation. And so uh, they're saying, well, yeah, she, Pomponia, was uh, actually an early Christian, blah, 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 blah. So Caractacus must have been a Christian, but um, there you go. I'm sorry, but Christians going back and taking credit for a whole bunch of shit is like us going back through history history and saying, uh, Stan and Barry, they did this. They came up with this. They did this title. We know we're full of shit, but the Christians obviously (laughs) don't. But they're they're playing our game. They're taking credit for everything with hindsight, of course. Mm. Uh, Tacitus claims that Agrippina's plan was to whack Claudius, as I said earlier, but the timing wasn't right. Right. He writes, still, Agrippina did not yet dare to attempt her greatest scheme unless Lucius Gaeta and Rufius Crispinus were removed from the command of the Praetorian cohorts, Praetorian cohorts, 
for she thought that they cherished Messalina's memory and were devoted to her children. Mm. Accordingly, as the emperor's wife persistently affirmed that faction was rife among these cohorts through the rivalry of these two officers and that there would be stricter discipline under one commander, the appointment was transferred to Burrus Afranius, who had a brilliant reputation as a soldier but knew well to whose wish he owed his promotion. That's fucking brilliant. So... Yeah. yeah. You know what? You really <laughs> just need one Praetorian yeah, prefect. Just streamline yeah. it. Yeah. Someone good. Yeah. Will kiss ass. Yeah. I mean, listen to you, husband. Yeah. I mean, instead of taking on the Praetorian guard, you just cut off the heads, put a new head on that listens to you. Fucking brilliant. Burrus, by the way, the cognomen, the cognomen Burrus is right. the Latin version of the name Pyrrhus. Oh, the king of Epirus from right. the Pyrrhic victory. He was, uh, yeah, was he a brother or ne- nephew of uh, Alexander's mother? I think, yeah, some something like yeah. that. You know, yeah. uh, somehow related to her, her coming yeah. from Epirus. I can't remember the exact relationship. Yeah. So Agrippina, as far as we know, she's got the freedmen on her side. She's got the right senators on her side. I think she's playing enough of a game where the people are on her side. And now she has denuded the Praetorian prefect. And now he's supposedly lined up. She's got her son with his manhood. Um, Britannicus is pushed to the side, literally being treated like shit, not being given honor, uh, not probably doesn't have a the lifestyle that he did before. I mean, everything is going her way. There's one more thing that we, she's got to do as far as I can tell, tell me if I'm wrong and that's get rid of Claudius. So she's doing well. Well, before that, yep. there's another one she needs to get rid of. Um, there's another fake sounding conspiracy, furious Scribonianus, Ooh. the son of the Scribonianus who joined the revolt against Claudius back in 42. He gets banished on the ground that he was consulting astrologers about the timing of the uh, emperor's death. Right. I mean, they just got rid of the astrologers. <laughs> but uh, Somebody hung out. They're Somebody. back. Yeah. Yeah. Or they his were mother, him. Junior. Yeah. His mother, Junior, is also included in the accusation. The Senate then decreed that all astrologers were to be banned from Italy again. <laughs> Oh, like Mike Pence said on, on election night, Mike right. Pence's speech, he was like, let's make America great again, again. <laughs> that, that doesn't really work. That's fine. Uh, oh, Tacitus says that the banning of all astrologers was ineffectual. No shit. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. No it's like the war on drugs. But you know why this was ineffectual? Wow. The astrologers saw it coming. They saw <laughs> boom, it in boom. the stars. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, We're going to be banned next week. Quick. <laughs> Everybody runs Let's for the go hills. underground. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can't ban. You can't ban astrologers, man. They already know. They're way yeah. ahead. They're way yeah. ahead. <laughs> like, remember, <laughs> I remember that guy, the uh, the fucking shaman, the American shaman who gave me a lift from uh, Malibu up to San Francisco 15, 20 years ago. And he was like, uh, I guess, how did he become a shaman? He goes, oh, I studied under the uh, descendants of the fucking oh, Incas. Right. Man, I studied under the, you know, the Incas, you know, all of this. Correspondence um, course. <laughs> all of the, all of their ancient wisdom yeah. that they have Poured in terms of, you know, if yeah, I'm going, the Incas were so fucking smart. How come they didn't see the Spanish coming? Yeah. 
Or the superior weapon. Shut up. Or disease. Shut up. Shut get, up out <laughs> get, get out of my car. Get out of my car. Yeah. Just shut up, man. <laughs> You're a clown, man. Negative energy. Uh, yeah. Because they're fucking smart. How come they let the Spanish come and kill them all? Yeah. Oh, fuck. They slipped up one time. <laughs> one time. Now, Claudius uh, proposed to the Senate at this stage, too, that a new penalty should be put in place on women who married slaves. Uh, that's sexist. Married them or had sex with them? Marry. Oh, God, who's marrying slaves? No. Well, A, and B, <laughs> if he has to pass a law against it, it, it must, must have be been heaven. a big fucking deal. Good point. Must have been all over the place. Yeah. He's like, oh, quit shit. Quit fucking the help. Quit fucking yeah. the help. And quit marrying the help while you're at it. Anyway. This gets back to, uh, you know, having sex with the people that you're around all the time. You know, yeah. if you've got a slave around, you're like, yeah, let's yeah. do it. Now, yeah. he said that the, the law said that women who did it without the knowledge of the slave's master right. would be forced into slavery themselves. Wow. So I guess these women aren't marrying their own slaves. They're marrying someone else's slave. Yeah. How does that work? Um, you know, you're, you're, yeah. you're walking down the street one day, you see a slave, he's toiling away in the yard, and you're like, hey. Hey. Give me off a hey. piece of that. Mm. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. Well, he says, hey, how you doing? And boom, they're at it and right. going at it. I Up guess that's the wall. D'Angelo and yeah. Heather is how it basically worked, right. right? She saw him toiling in the fields and uh, down Christ. there in Virginia picking cotton. No. And uh, I she... can't be part of this. <laughs> well, you're not part of it. That's the that's whole a, point. It's just him and Heather. Yeah, exactly. just, that's what she said. Yeah. No. The cotton Sorry, Ray, you can't be part of this. I did. You can watch. Yeah, right. Go in the. In fact, if you can video. Go in the fake wall. Right. That little hole in the wall. You can peek, but you can. Right. You can't participate. Yeah. Uh, if if she married a slave with the slave owner's consent, she would be ranked as a freed woman. So That's you know, still a not so. Yeah. I well, wouldn't do yeah, it. I guess I wouldn't give up Roman status, Roman citizenship, for love or. Sex, but that's me. That's how I rolls. Now, just to wrap up, to Pallas, the uh, freedman, uh, Claudius's freedman, uh, who, according to Claudius, came up with this idea about stopping women from marrying slaves. What, what does he care? He. <laughs> what the fuck does he know? He's helping running the state, and he's worried about women. Yeah. Not, uh, well, anyway, maybe. Anyway. Uh, well, if you have a citizen who marries a slave and then they have a kid... Oh, it gets complicated. What is the status yeah, no. of the kid? We want more Roman citizens, not, not slaves, slaves. And Good point. I don't know. Yeah. And maybe it, it messes up the world. And what's the position of the slave then? Like he's married... I mean, you, if you beat the slave... Right. If the slave, If the slave owner beats a slave, right. but the slave is married to a Roman citizen... Can they get revenge? It gets, or whatever. Well, I don't know. It's messy. It's yeah. just very messy. It's, and yeah, Rome doesn't need that. He's, Rome doesn't need that. So anyway, Pallas, a freedman, was given or offered by the Senate anyway yeah. a prayer to ship and 15 million sesterces as a reward. For coming for up with this. Coming up with this idea. Bullshit. Now, his full name was Sorry. his full name was Marcus Antonius Pallas. Right. Named after Mark Antony, he right. who shall not be named. He was Greek. Mm, now, strikes. of course, Mark Antony, we know, was uh, Claudius's uh, 
<clears throat> what did we say? Grandfather, great grandfather. I think great grandfather. I can pull up my family tree, but I can't be fucked. Right. Um, one of his ancestors, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. So this guy's Greek, though. Cornelius Scipio added that he deserved public thanks for thinking less of his ancient nobility <sighs> as a descendant from the kings of Arcadia than of the welfare of the state and allowing himself to be numbered among the emperor's ministers. So I don't know how a Greek of ancient nobility ended up as a slave in the family. I guess he must have some of them been on the wrong side of a battle at some stage. It could have been, but some of them uh, actually sold themselves into slavery on purpose. One, because they either owed a lot of money, or two, um, if they had an education, they knew they could do well potentially and be treated well. So some of them went in on purpose for various reasons. So, but who knows? Hmm. Who knows? Hmm. But hmm. let me, let me ask you this. So you're running a government, you've got the Senate, you've got the, the people, you've got the, the plebs, whatever. And there's, there's ideas being thrown out all the time. Some good, some bad, the ones that are good. You're like, you know what? Fuck, that's a good idea. Let's vote on it. Yeah. Okay. We're going to make that a law. At what point do you jump up and go, that's such a fucking awesome idea. Woo! Give that man 15 million sesterces. I mean, that just doesn't happen. And it's his fucking job to come up with ideas to improve the government. This is, this just comes across as complete BS to me. There's something more to this and that's going on. Well, yes. I mean, it, it sounds like uh, this is Agrippina's payback, yes. reward. Yes, um, Delivered via the Senate for him being loyal, getting her the job as empress in the first place, getting mm-hmm. rid of her enemies, um, helping get rid of her enemies. But um, Claudius... Mm-hmm. Said, mm, no, no, look, really, uh, Pallas is happy yeah. just to do a good job. Doesn't <clears throat> want the money, doesn't need the honor. Shows up every day. He's just, yeah, doing he's his just job. happy. Yeah. A decree of the Senate was publicly inscribed on a bronze tablet, heaping the praises of primitive frugality on a freedman, the possessor of 300 million sesterces. <laughs> So he works in the top notch in the governments. He's got a shit ton of money, and now he's getting official thanks. And he's giving official thanks because of frugality or, or for being frugal, coming up with a frugal idea. Again, smells funny. Now, apparently his younger brother was Marcus Antonius Felix, the oh, okay. procurator of Judea. Right. He's got Pontius Pilate's old job. Uh, got the job thanks to his brother. Now, this guy is mentioned several times in the Bible. Felix, he's called in the Bible, Uh, mostly in Acts of the Apostles. He's mentioned as the guy who kept Paul in prison in Jerusalem for two years before sending him on to Rome. Um, You know, probably bullshit. Most of the stuff Mm -hmm. in Acts is probably bullshit. Um, It it doesn't read. I mean, the, the scholars that I interviewed for my... Uh, documentary mostly all right. agreed that Axe is, uh, you know, fake. It's bullshit. It's just, fake you know, news. making stuff up. Yeah. Right. And good evidence for that. I mean, it's not subjective. I mean, the the author of Axe is considered to be the same person who's the author of the uh, uh, gospel according to Luke, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Luke, even though we don't know his name, but he's called Luke. And he claims in Acts to have been a colleague of Paul's and hung out with Paul and travelled to Paul. Briefly, he says, we, in a couple of points, we did this, we did that. But when he's uh, recounting biographical details of Paul, 
he disagrees with Paul's own letters that have survived, where Paul oh, talks wow. about his own uh, history and biography. So <coughs> obviously Luke either didn't know him or was just making stuff up or whatever. Right. Um, anyway, Tacitus also has this to say about Felix and the Jews. I found this interesting. Not equally moderate was his brother, surnamed Felix, who had for some time been governor of Judea and thought that he could do any evil act with impunity, backed up as he was by such power. It is true that the Jews had shown symptoms of commotion in a seditious outbreak. And when they had heard of the assassination of Gaius, a.k.a. Caligula, there was no hearty submission as a fear still lingered that any of the emperors might impose the same orders. Felix, meanwhile, by ill-timed remedies, stimulated disloyal acts while he had as a rival in the worst wickedness Ventidius Cumanus, who held a part of the province which was so divided that Galilee was governed by Cumanus, Samaria by Felix. The Mm -hmm. two peoples had long been and occasionally fighting battles and carrying the spoil and booty of the two procurators, who at first rejoiced at all this, but as the mischief grew, they interposed with an armed force which was cut to pieces." The flame of war would have spread through the province, but it was saved by Quadratus, governor of Syria. In dealing with the Jews who had been daring enough to slay our soldiers, there was little hesitation about their being capitally punished. Some delay indeed was occasioned by Cumanus and Felix, for Claudius, on hearing the causes of the rebellion, had given authority for deciding also the case of these procurators. Damn. Quadratus, however, exhibited Felix as one of the judges, admitting him to the bench with, a, with the view of cowing the ardour of the prosecutors, and so Cumanus was condemned for the crimes which the two had committed, and tranquility Fuck. was restored to the province. So... You've got good old boy network watching each other's back. They're pissing off the Jews. You know Claudius wants stability. He wants peace. He wants everybody paying their taxes or whatever. And these fuckheads are thinking they can do whatever they want. They're causing trouble. But then they are able to cover their ass uh, up to a point. Um, And then we wonder why people rise up against Rome because the governors are doing a shit job and not treating the people very well. Yeah. But the thing I found interesting about this is like, so the uh, Great Roman Jewish War didn't take part until sort of Nero's era Mm -hmm. um, through through Vespasian and that kind of stuff. Yeah, so they're they're rising up against the Romans in a big enough way here that it caused some shit with these guys. Um, and you know, as, as I pointed out in the film, like the, the idea of the Messiah was from a Jewish perspective was that he was going to be a, a king mm-hmm. or great general who would become a king who would vanquish the enemies of the Jews and, and convert the world to Judaism, etc., etc. Right. So these, these people, so this is like in the, the fifties, right? We're still in the fifties. This is going on in Judea. There must have been talk about some one of these guys who's trying to fight the Romans being a potential messiah. Mm-hmm. So you've got all this going on in Judea oh, in the 50s, right. messianic claimants that Tacitus mentions the battles. He doesn't call anyone messiah, but Josephus mentions several messiahs in this period, messianic claimants, Jesus not being one of them. Um and then the gospel, the first gospel, Mark, doesn't get written until about 70, 25 years later. 
So there's already a lot of this, you know, this this stuff going on between the Jews and the Romans in Rome oh, yeah. as early as Claudius's reign. There would have been lots of talk about messiahs and this and that and the other. All the messiahs are getting defeated and killed, right. the messianic claimants, um, which again is why I think come seventy. Um, some of these uh, Jews, Gentile Jews, started going. You know what? Uh, let's let's rethink this whole Messiah right. thing because it's not working, it's not, right? We're a lot it's of not working. Killed. Yeah, yeah. We just we need to rethink it. Maybe he's not going to defeat the Romans. Maybe he's just going to be some sort of a like spiritual Messiah. Holy man. Kind yeah. Of yeah, yeah, not a sword in his hand, but a cookie or something. Well. So yep. that's where we will leave uh, Claudius this week, Ray. Yeah. Oh, well, let me just do this real quick. So up in Upper Germany, the Chatty are showing up again. They're plundering. They're causing trouble. The Romans send some auxiliaries up there to deal with them. And fuck me if they don't, as far as I can tell, bring back some of the prisoners that have been held, Roman prisoners that have been held for 40 years after the uh, disaster of Varus, the Teutonburg Forest. So supposedly some of those men were still alive and brought back to Rome. I don't, I mean, obviously I don't know if that's true, but I kind of hope it is. I can imagine the stories that they were able to tell once they got back to Rome. Yeah. That would be badass. Well, I think that is a... This has a happy ending. Yeah. It's a happy ending <laughs> for Agrippina, anyway. She's doing so well. Far. Yeah, batting a thousand. Yeah, yeah. I would suck his dick. That, that's her what dick. She said her dick. Anyway, <laughs> when in Rome. Okay, we'll be back next time. Be good, people. Good luck, President. Uh, <laughs> whoever you know who you are. Yeah, yeah. That, that white President, guy. Whoever. Old white guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm listen. I'm sure. I'm sure that now America's through the election and has a president. Oh, yeah. It's all, it's all going to be smooth sailing from now on. It's not um, in the courts you or know. anything like Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good times. I'm sure it's just going to be good times, smooth sailing, come together as a country, Kumbaya. unified. Everyone's, get, right. everyone's going to get along. Yeah. No, more, no more problems ever in uh, Senators, I understand you do not want another emperor, but it seems you...